Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be with you here today. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torin Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his album, Citizen of Heaven. One of the things that has happened because of the coronavirus over the last couple of weeks is a lot of concerts, a lot of conferences are being canceled. So a great way we can help our friends that have been on the show that are authors, that are musicians like Torin, is to order their products. Go on their website, buy some of their merch, make sure you have a copy of their album or their book. Um, Let's do what we can to help our friends who are not going to be able to tour currently. We're recording this the Friday before... Um, this week when the show releases on Thursday. So forgive me if there's things about coronavirus that we are not saying that we don't know just because we're recording a couple of days ahead of time. But as I said to you on Monday, we're with you and we're in this with you and we will continue to bring stories of hope and stories with laughter and joy. And that includes today with Morgan Harper Nichols. Morgan and I have been friends for almost a decade now. We were out on tour together in 2012 And I just think so highly of her. And you guys love her stuff. And I get why. She has a new book out, actually. And it's called All Along You Are Blooming, Thoughts for Boundless Living. And y'all, it is beautiful. I have held my copy very dear to me. Um, It's beautiful poetry, beautiful paintings. I think you'll really love it. So here is my conversation with our friend Morgan Harper Nichols. Hi, Morgan. Thank you for doing the show. Hello. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello. I'm just super glad to hear your voice and get to talk to you. Are you in LA? Is that right? I am in Orange County, so I'm a little south of LA. Okay. But yeah. Those, yeah. Is yeah. that where your parents and Jamie are as well? <laughs> yes. We're all in Orange County now. Okay. So, How yes. is it different than Atlanta? Oh, man. It's, you know, it's so funny. It's raining today. And me and my husband were like, oh, rain. And we're like, this was nothing in Atlanta. (laughs) We wouldn't wouldn't even flinch. But now we're just like, oh, it's rain. Like, our plans have changed for the day. So, yeah, weather is is a big one. Um, I miss the food in the South the most. Really? I I feel like I can say this to you because you're also from Georgia. I I love white queso in Georgia. Uh, I don't know what it is. But I feel like no other state compares. Uh, You're right. It's very (laughs) good. You're 100% right. Yeah, it's nothing like it. So, yeah, yeah, very different. But I I do love the weather here. So that's been nice. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a benefit of West Coast is it's, it's just like mild all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I definitely appreciate that a lot. I've forgotten how, how to live with rain. Right. <laughs> okay. So it's, do all y'all live near each other or how's it all split up? Yes. Yeah. So Jamie lives like in the city next to us, but it's still like eight minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> and then my parents live across the street. So get out of here. They live across the street. Close. They live across the street and I have a nine month old. So it's, amazing yes and i was about to say i wonder if it's <laughs> so helpful with the kids but oh, you goodness. and jamie having kids yes, yes. Our, our parents have what they call um three days a week they call it grand care so like they oh. care but they call it grand <laughs> care so so they go to class and yeah it's so sweet <laughs> we that's really we cute and your mom just like teaches them yeah she does she does so yeah and i feel like every time he my son comes back home like he's like a little smarter than he oh. was the day before, which I guess that's how it works. So the baby is like, yeah, they just gradually. That's smarter. right. They're supposed to get smarter, but it's also cool yeah. that he can go over to grand to, to grandparent oh, yeah. school yeah. Yeah. and come home yes. smarter. I grew up with my grandparents across the driveway from us as well. Oh wow! And it's yes. just the best like experience. That? It's the best. It's like you have two oh. sets of grandparents or two sets of parents. And when yeah. I moved out of my parents' house in eighth grade for one night because I could not, you know, eighth grade, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I moved into my grandparents, and it was awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is hilarious! I love that. I well, moved back the next yeah. day, but I really needed a break. You understand. 
You have a sister, yes. you know. I have sisters. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah you're the oldest. Are yes. You, are the, you, yeah. Same yep. thing. I know how it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> what has it? What has it been like having a kid? I mean, y'all. Yeah. How long have y'all been married before? Because you've been married the whole time I've known you. Oh yeah, yeah. We got married really young. Like I was talking about, like we have like the most like boring cliche story. Like we met in Christian college, like, right? And we got married like. A year after, yeah, we got married, no, the same year I graduated. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, and I graduated at 20. So, yeah, we got married at 20, and we're just like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's yeah. just get married. So, so yeah, we were married a long time before we had a little one, and he was born last year. And, yeah, life is just so different now. Like, I didn't realize how much of, like, an overworker that I tend to be. Oh, interesting. Because um, it's just, you know, without without kids, you know, I'm working for myself. Like, you know, there's always work to do. Yes. So I'm just like, oh, I'll just do that, do that, and just work all day. And now I'm like, oh, I got to take breaks. Like, yeah. you know, nobody needs a diaper change. That's somebody right. Somebody needs food. Like, it's, so yeah, I'm a lot more aware of like, oh, I've got to, yeah, I've had to like really up my game with like, cal- like I've never kept a calendar. I don't think ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So now I've got a calendar with like things on it and it's color coded and there's a calendar on the fridge. Like, (laughs) so yeah, there's, there's a lot of organization happening in my life right now, which is good, which is good. So I feel like it's, I just turned 30 and I'm like, yeah, I think this is the time. So tell me what you know about God now that you've learned since having a kid. Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is just, it sounds, I feel like it sounds like kind of cliche, but honestly, just presence because I, you know, I'm really excited about having this little human in my house. But one way that I connect with people is through talking and sharing ideas. Uh And we can't really do that. So I just kind of have to like, be there with him and know that that matters. And for me, I'm like, Oh, like that's what like the presence of God is a lot of times. Like a lot of times I'm like, okay, I need the blueprint. Like I need to talk this out. I need it, you know, all planned out. And God's like, Oh, actually I'm just going to be with you through this. And that's really hard for me. Cause like, yeah, silence. It really isn't my thing. So I'm just learning. I'm just like, like he's like my son just started pointing at things, yeah, and it's just so interesting. I'm like he's not talking, and I have to like fill in the gaps. So it's just it's really interesting because I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's kind of like what it's like to know God. It's just to know that yeah, you're not always going to get words in the English language like <laughs> the way you want to. You just have to be present and listen. And there's other ways of seeing and learning. And so yeah, it's a pretty big thing. I'm I mean, I have never thought about that, Morgan about the idea of like being with a kid is like being with God without talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, like they're this being and they have so much to them. That, and it's just like, wow, but I can't, if I talk to you, I'm not going to get like a full sentence in English back. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, You're not going to fill happen. my cup with words. Yeah. And it's like, and if I do actually get that, then then I should probably run out the room. <laughs> right. Right. Something has gotten real sideways. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did y'all choose to wait to have kids or was it kind of a journey of infertility as well? Or what was the story behind it? You know, it's, it's really interesting. And it's something that I like, haven't talked about much yet. And I've been thinking, Oh, you totally about don't have more. to. No, no. I've just okay. been thinking about it more. I'm like, yeah, I think that's something that I want to share because the thing is, is that I, I've been self-employed pretty much my entire adult life, yeah. just tons of freelance. And with that comes for, for at least my story, a lack of health insurance. Yeah. Um, and so that was like our biggest thing. We were just like, well, until we can get health insurance figured out, like, let's not even go down that path because having kids is really expensive. Yeah. And, you know, on top of our student loan debt and all that, we're like, we just, we just can't afford that right now. So we were like, okay, let's give it five years. Five years came around. We we're like, oh, maybe six, maybe seven. But we started trying to no avail. And like, oh, I wow. do have some other health issues that 
could have possibly contributed to the fact of like, oh, maybe I wasn't able to get pregnant. Like, maybe that's why. Mm. But I just didn't know because I didn't, I didn't have a doctor. Right. <laughs> I didn't right. want to talk to. So that's sort of what's interesting. It's like, I don't know. Wow. I don't know if that was a part of my story or not. Like, isn't that strange? Like, yeah. That's, yeah. And that's fascinating that, I mean, that just speaks so yeah. much about what's going on with our healthcare system that yeah. you might have never known. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I just didn't know. Um, and yeah, I mean, I had some, some like issues like that were, that were, yeah, possibly connected. And now I know, and my, my doctor now is like, oh yeah, that could have contributed to it. Wow. So, um, yeah, I didn't know. And then when we got pregnant, it was a total surprise because we were honestly at that point, I I was just starting to get to the point. I still didn't have health insurance, but I was just starting to get to the point of like, maybe I can't and maybe that's okay. Like I was kind of at that point because we had started to kind of try on and off for a few years. And then we were like, and we, we, and this is what's so wild about it. I went back and looked at the actual date because I remember where we were that day when we had the conversation and I was able to look back on the maps part of the iPhone and see where we were get this, the day we had that conversation of we're like, maybe it's okay if we can't have a child and we're going to be okay. Yeah. Ended up being my son, my son's due date. No way. Exact day. Oh my God. May, tw- May 25th, a year, a year before we had that. I remember because we were driving to the airport to pick up my brother-in-law and we were in the car and we had that conversation and I remember because it was, it was a specific airport. It was Burbank airport. We never yeah. ever go there. So yeah. I was able to look back and see, I was like, no way. Yes. So exactly a year later, that's when he was there and he was born five days after that. Man, yeah, what is so. that? Tell me what, how that translated into your faith life. Cause I can think of like mm. 19 parallels, but you tell me yeah. <laughs> what you experienced from God in that. Yeah. The, the biggest thing was, was just sort of like, I don't, and I don't know if anyone's listening has ever had like a dream or a desire like this, where it's like you, you, you desire it or you, you want it. But at the same time, like that logic part of you kicks in, it's like, okay, well maybe it can't happen. So I'll just kind of sit it aside or, you know, maybe I need to get things figured out and I'll get to it. And then you finally get to this point where you're like, okay, I want to try to pursue this. And then it's like, oh, well, no, like yeah. maybe not. Yeah. So for me, it was a lot of like, I think one of my strengths in life and in, in just in, in my, my walk with God, one of my strengths has been, it's like, I'm not afraid of the long haul. Like I'm not afraid of like the slow journey, but with that, the other side of that comes with, I do kind of like you know, just my ego, like I do kind of expect to see some results. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm like, okay, God, I've been faithful for a long time. Like, don't you see all the things I've done? Like for you, um, <laughs> you know, when do I, when do I see the fruit? So I'm Girl, like, yes. so I've been okay with waiting. And I, I've been that way my whole life. Like, oh, I was like, oh, like as a kid, I have actually found it like in a journal that I've kept journals ever since I was like eight years old. I found where, I don't remember what the question was, but it was one of those like, big existential questions we ask about God like why does God this or whatever and I wrote it down and then after that I wrote oh just ask God when I get to heaven so Mm. I was just kind of like oh I'll get to it yeah I'll get to the answer I'll get to the solution down the road and then yeah so I feel like May 25th 2018 that was just sort of like okay I'm down the road but what what now though like we've waited a long time like are we gonna see something here so yeah, that that following summer ended up being it was an interesting time because that was when my artwork and poetry that I share like it, it started to really kind of take off, as one may say. Yeah, so you can like, say that. Oh, that is for sure true, oh. Morgan. <laughs> Girl, that junk—that's not you aren't playing. You haven't just taken off. You've skyrocketed. <laughs> it was it was so interesting because it was like at this at the time that was happening, it was like it was like, maybe that door is closing. Maybe my idea of this family wow. idea that I had down the road. So I was like, okay, God, is this like a trade-off? You know, it's like, do you give me one thing? Mm. But it's like, but not if you lose, you know, not unless you lose that. Yeah. So yeah, that was just sort of what my brain was trying to make sense of it, I guess, at that time. It was just like, okay, I'm really grateful for this, but like, 
what am I going to have to lose because of it? If that makes sense. So there's a lot of, a lot of fear and a lot of like, okay, like what is loss going to look like? Like I'm gaining so much in this area, but am I going to lose this idea of like what I thought my life would look like by now in terms of family? So, so yeah, it was, yeah. Summer 2018 was just like a summer of like, just really wrestling with those questions and, and really struggling with success. It's yeah. just like, whoa, this is what I hope for. This is what people dream of. You know, why do I feel so anxious all of a sudden? Right. You know, it's it's just like like there are there will be moments where I would have like someone that I looked up to, like an author, like like follow me or say something about my work. And I'm like, I want to be excited, but I'm like, oh great, now I've gotta make things with these people in mind. Like this so so stressful and I'm like it was very hard for me because like you don't want to sound ungrateful when good things are happening Uh but it's like when you do get to that next place like there is a level of like responsibility that comes with it there's like a level of a new level of stress and it's hard to find people to talk to about it because you know people will say like well what do you have to complain about everything's going well right so yeah there's a reason that rap song says mo money mo problems yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's no exactly. joke that the more, I mean, you've got over a million people watching your art you create every day there. That is a lot of space for trolls mm. and for unkind mm-hmm. responses mm-hmm. and for creepy people. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I, and that's something I've been struggling with now because it's like, you know, a huge thing that, that kind of started me on this journey of sharing what I share now, all the art and poetry was like, I make things for, for people one story at a time. So people can email me and I just respond to them. Like I would a letter, but I just respond with poetry and art. Yeah. And it started out very organic. Like I didn't have a lot of followers, but now it's really hard because it's like, I've got to like weed through all these other messages that have nothing to do with anything. Yes. Um, (laughs) That is just like, Oh, person with followers. Like, let me just ask this totally random question that has nothing to do with anything in their life whatsoever. Yep. So, and then like you said, the creepy messages and it's, it's really tough because it's like, Oh man, like, this was supposed to just be like, this literally started as just something to keep me occupied Uh (laughs) in a really uncertain season of my life. And now it's like, you've got to treat it like a business and you got to have people helping and you got to weed through messages. And yeah, yeah, it feels really weird. And so I'm, I feel like I'm constantly wrestling with that of just like, you know, how do I just say, say present and say true to what this is and yeah. being grateful for it while also being mindful of like, okay, yeah, with, with new levels, like there comes like a new, new layers of like responsibility and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. I need you, I do need you to back me up because yeah. when we were on the road together in 2012, you weren't doing <laughs> yes. this. So back no. up the story and tell me, I mean, I know you were poetic cause you were singing your own songs you wrote. But, and you and Jamie Grace were a duo for part of the time we were on the road together. But so tell me how, I mean, I'm sorry you've answered this a thousand times for people. I try not to ask questions that you've answered a thousand times, but genuinely as your friend, how did this happen? (laughs) I know it's, I don't know. (laughs) I do know, I do know this. I, I've gone back because like, this is what I recommend so many people like journal, even if you feel like you're a terrible writer, even if you don't feel like you have anything to say, like just keep some kind of record of your life because okay. it's, it helps to go back and see because what, what I, cause I asked myself, I'm like, how did this happen? And I've started to look back at journals from that time period. And all along I was doodling in the margins. I was doing this oh, stuff wow. just like mindlessly. And I didn't even realize like it was a thing I would just do it to just like clear my head and I have found like entire pages of my journal that I don't even remember writing I know it's me because it's my handwriting it's my words it's my little doodles and I'm I'm not a professional artist or anything like I just started art classes last week oh that's awesome I was like I want to fill in the gaps so it's like very badly drawn doodles of flowers and people sitting on hilltops and I was just like whoa it was there all along like I had no idea and so I think that that's a huge huge reason why maybe or how it happened it was just like eventually those things that were just that seemed 
that were hidden yeah. just started to kind of like come up to the surface. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was, yeah. So back in 2012, 2013, like I was doing it. I just, I think at the time, because, you know, music was just like, I mean, it's, it's literally louder, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that was something that just kind of like, just being a preacher's kid and just like music all around all the time. It was just like, oh yeah, that's what you do. If, if you're creative and you want to share something with people and yeah. you don't have any other job opportunities, yeah. <laughs> just try, yeah. to, try to make music. That's what you do. Right. So yeah, I was just like, well, I'll just try that. And the, the reason why I even decided to try to pursue music full time was because I found out that artists got songwriting deals and you could just write all the time. Like right. not just for you, but for So other that's people. what you really and wanted to like, do was write. Yep, absolutely. That I was like, okay, I'll be an artist then. Yeah. That means that means I get to write more. So that was where it started. And then I just started to really struggle with the performance part of music. Like I I liked what happened after the performance. I liked the chance to talk to people and hear people's stories. And and I just really struggled with like feeling like I was a good performer. Wow. And feeling like like I know so many artists who are just like they're like energized by that in that setting and they're they just like captivate people with their presence just naturally just oozes out of them and I was just like I'm not that like I don't feel like I can be that and I I felt like I was trying so hard to be like a lot of the other artists that I saw and yeah it was it was a struggle for a while and then in 2016 I was just I kind of got to a point where I was just like I'm done trying to be the artist that I feel like I'm supposed to be. I just can't be her. Wow. Like, I don't know what's next, but yeah. So I honestly, I just hit a wall. I was, so in 2016, I was 26. And I feel like that was just like, it was kind of like a quarter life crisis moment. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm done trying. I'm done trying to be an artist. Like I'm done trying to be creative. And And it was before you even had the next thing. Like, I think people need to hear that, mm -hmm. that sometimes you need to pay attention to the closed door before you see the next open one. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with Morgan to tell you about Brooke Linen Sheets. So there's a lot of great ways to start off your day. Eating breakfast, reading, meditation, walking the dog, just going on a walk yourself. What about starting with making up your bed? I am a big fan of making the bed. I think it's very important. When you make your bed in the morning, it starts a chain of daily successes. So what feels better than making your bed every morning? How about the sheets that go on it? You guys have got to try Brooke Linen, home of the internet's favorite sheets. I just got a set of their white luxe sheets and I'm not I'm not kidding you. They feel so good. They're beautiful and bright, but I love all the designs they have right now, but it's such high quality at a low price and they are making my bedroom into like a retreat center. It is so lovely. Brooklyn was founded in 2014 by husband and wife duo Rich and Vicky Fulop. And they wanted to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And they are on a mission to make you comfortable in your bed. And I love how they bundle it, right? So you get a duvet, core sheet set, and extra pillowcases. And then there are bedding extras like blankets and fabric care. So there are over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. Count me as one because I love those sheets. Brooklyn and Sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklyn and is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. Gracious, let's go. So my friends can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code SOUNDSFUN only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code SOUNDSFUN. And hey, New Yorkers, if you're listening, you can get the internet's favorite sheets and more in real life. You can visit Brooklinen's first store in Brooklyn, which makes sense, Brooklinen in Brooklyn, at 127 Kent Avenue in Williamsburg. When I'm up there in a couple of weeks, I am for sure going to go by. Brooklinen is everything you need to live your most comfortable life, so make sure you check them out. Brooklinen.com, and the promo code is SOUNDSFUN. And now back to Morgan. We were living in Nashville at the time. Yeah. And then we were just, I mean, just to be honest, like we were broke and yeah. <laughs> Nashville's not cheap. Right. And so we're just like, what are we going to do? So I literally started looking up other cities and I was like, 
Dallas is really cheap to live in. Yeah. Let's go there. And yeah. we literally just packed up, moved to Dallas, and we're like, we'll figure it out from there. Wow. And that was in, yeah, that was in, I guess, 2015. Yeah, so that was in somewhere in 2015. And then after just doing tons of random freelance, because my husband does lots of freelance stuff too, yeah. like after just tons of doing tons of random freelance independent contractor work for a very long time, we are just like, why are we still living paycheck to paycheck? Like, yeah. why is this still so hard to just like create a rhythm, a flow. Like we know we're hard workers. We know we have skills. Like we know what those skills are. Like, why is this so hard? So in 2016, I was just kind of like, maybe I'll just give up trying to be a creative. Maybe I'll go back to school. I don't know. Maybe I need to be a nurse. Oh my gosh. So you're just like (laughs) pulling everything out of the air of like, (laughs) what am I supposed to do with my life? Yeah, I was like, maybe I'm just supposed to go a completely different direction, stop yeah. trying to be creative, stop trying to be an artist. Maybe that's like a childhood thing and I just need to leave behind and, you know, because it's it's hard with creative fields because I feel like there's so much pressure. Like, and this isn't even just true for music. Like, you have all these lists of like 30 under 30 and, and wow, the youngest person ever to win a Grammy. They're yeah. five years old. And yeah. it's just like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's so hard to feel like, I mean, for, it's really sad that like at 26, I felt like it was over. Yeah. But so many people feel that way because all around you see like talented people younger and younger. I mean, you know, if you look at TikTok, like you have people who are Ugh. famous. And I can't like, do it. Are you on TikTok, home. Morgan? I can't do it. <laughs> I am, but I'm a really lame TikToker. Okay. Is that what you call them? Like, I have like sure, I don't little, know. little videos. Of, I posted a video of me painting with like, Alice in Wonderland in the background has like two views. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably not the one to follow on TikTok. Uh-huh. I tried it. I just can't. I can't <laughs> have one more thing on my plate. I just can't do it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have that in me right now. Yeah. So yeah. Same, same. Man, yeah. so you're just searching through. I mean, talk to the people because there are got to be friends of ours listening, men and women who their their initial dream of how they thought they'd get where they want to go, that door closed and they don't know what comes next. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what did you feel mm-hmm. in the middle and what did you think about God in the middle? Mm, I love that question. I think I definitely felt God was maybe challenging me and I didn't like the challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, I felt like, I felt like at that stage, which is funny to think about now, but at that stage, I was like, okay, God, I've been challenged enough, haven't I? Like, (laughs) you know, can't I just have something that's just easy to do and not stressful and doesn't give me anxiety? (laughs) Like, can I just have like a regular people job? Like, I know I don't even really have like a resume. (laughs) Right, right. I was like, can I just have something that just feels somewhat normal? So I I just felt like it was like, God was like, no, I'm I'm still challenging you. I'm still refining you. And I was just like, okay, I get it. But, you know, rents do. Right, (laughs) right. I mean, that's it. Like, okay, God, I know you're refining (laughs) me, but I also have to pay my bills. Exactly. So yeah, it was still, and and for a long period, I mean, even when I kind of had that, it was, it all, like, November 2016, that was when I kind of had, like, this, like, little breakdown, where I was just like, yeah, "Yeah, like, this is, I'm done trying, like, this is, I think it's time to give up, and I, and I feel like it was, you know, God felt really silent in that season, it's like, I'm just gonna challenge you from afar, and that's what it felt like, it was just like, okay, I just kind of feel like I'm out here in the wild, and, Mm. and, and I don't know what to make of it, so in true Morgan fashion, I wrote a poem about giving up on creativity. Oh, (laughs) wow. So that honestly, is kind of what happened that, that kind of launched this whole next thing. Cause I wrote this poem that said, when you start to feel like things should have been better this year, remember the mountains and valleys that brought you here. Yeah. And the point, and the poem ends with you're wrapped in endless, boundless grace. And there's mm-hmm. more to you than yesterday. And as I wrote that, I felt like it was what God was saying to me and just wanted me to write it down on paper and as I read those words back to myself, I was like, sounds cool, but I'm not really sure I believe that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really think there's more. I think 
I kind of capped out. Like, I think this is it for me. Um, yeah. you know, at least in terms of like this whole dream and idea that I had and, and yeah, I got ready to share that poem on Instagram and then I completely chickened out and I was just like, wow. no, that's too vulnerable. Like I was like, it's one thing to feel like a failure, but it's another thing to admit to everyone, you know, like, Hey guys, here, <laughs> here's everything I've been feeling this year. Um, yeah. Feeling terrible. Um, feeling like yeah. I've wasted your time. Um, Wow. And so, yeah, it was, it I was mean, Morgan, hard. No one would ever guess any of this was going on in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I was at that time, you know, even just turning the lens on social media, like I was sh still sharing like remnants of what I thought would make me look like a successful artist. So yeah. I was just like, Oh, I did play that one show where the room looked kind of packed out. I guess I could share that to show that like, I'm serious about this and I'm, still doing well and yeah I mean that same that that same thing that so many people struggle with like I was definitely in that just like you know just like you said you set your mind on something and you're like okay this is what I want to be you know fill in the blank I want to be comedian author poet whatever yeah. so you look at successful people in that field and you're like well what do they do what do they post on their instagrams well they post pictures of them with with famous people or they post pictures of them with sold out crowds like so i was like i guess that's what i have to do so i was still sharing that like the the highlight reel that was yeah. very few <laughs> very few images on that reel um but nice. i was that's what i was sharing and so yeah to just throw that poem up there with a for me at that time would have been like, whoa, that, that's kind of way too vulnerable. I'm not sure I can share that. So I ended up putting it on Pinterest instead because yeah. I was just kind of like, okay, that's not really like a public place. Like it was a public account, but I wasn't really using it for anything other than personal reasons. And then that following January, I ended up finding out that it had been repinned over a hundred thousand times. <gasps> no, yeah, that's how it started. <laughs> That's how it started. Morgan, you had to think in your head like, hey, Lord, I was just complaining about my own life <laughs> yeah, exactly. and trying to sort out some of my own story. Exactly. And you went and had 100,000 people read to pin that piece. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. That is yeah. hysterical. So that's, that's where it happened. And I didn't use tags or anything. Like, it was just like, yeah, that's where it wow. started. And in that moment, I would love to say, I was like, now I know what I'm going to do. But I was still, I was really cynical about it at first. I was like, things go viral all the time. I was like, this is nothing. Uh -huh, I can uh -huh. just, you know, let this go. Like it's, it's probably not going to lead to much. Like you can't create a sustainable career off of a viral moment. Like, yeah, you can't do that. So I, I didn't even like, like the spiritual impact of it, like the weight of it. I didn't even, it wasn't, it didn't even register. But the thing that got me sort of like, that really woke me up was I started to get Instagram DMs from many of them were young women who were saying things like last year was the worst year of my life and here's why and here's what this point meant to me wow. and that was that was the humbling moment of just like oh wait a second I've been filtering this whole thing through this linear path of success and all the law like God, it's just like, no, I just wanted you to just talk to people and connect with people and mm. be present with your own pain and your own suffering. And that's what's going to open you up to others. So right. that was the, that was the moment that it changed. Cause I, I felt, I felt like a little guilty. Cause I was like, man, I've been, really? I've been like, not, I've been taking this for granted. Like I have not been grateful for this to even just the the gift and the ability to be able to create and put words together like I mean that's what I, I think every time I read your stuff Morgan is I'm like how did she uh, how is she able to do that she just said the mm -hmm. thing I don't know how to say are you writing uh, every single day yeah I do I do and a lot of what I write every day, and I, I, I feel like I need to start sharing this work because sometimes like, I'll get people who say like, I can never do what you do. And I'm like, exactly, because you have your own way of doing what you do. That's right. Um, but the one thing that people may find as like a shock is like, I write every day, but a lot of times I write the same things every day. So I'm not like just sitting there at a blank page like, okay, Lord, like what is the big epic download that you have for me today? Like sometimes it's just like, I'll like open my email and get ready to write to someone. And I'm just like, I just want it 
encourage than what I need to hear today. And that's to just not lose hope and to just focus on the day. And I will write the same thing. Like it's like, I've been, I've been told like the biggest criticism that I get is that my work is repetitive. And I say to also, that, I'm like, I love yeah, that people think they can tell you anything about your work. Give me their names. I'm just going to go straight. After, oh, you're sorry. A million people are reading her words, guy, behind a computer in your dad's basement. Oh, I'm angry. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Morgan. So yeah, I I say absolutely. I'm, because I'm like, maybe you're the kind of person who's just self-motivated for life. You know, you heard one thing one time and you're just good to go. But that's not me. I'm like, I need daily encouragement. I'm like, I need my podcasts. Like, I need my plans. I need my music. I need my friends. I need my people. I need my family. And I'm like, I'm ready for that person. It's like today, like the person that I wrote for today, I, I opened I open her email. And what I wrote to her, like, I didn't feel like it was anything that I hadn't said before. Um, and she responded and was like, thanks. That's just what I needed. And I was like, see, wow. if I had just like, left and kept it all in I would have been like oh no this is cliche I've already said this I got to go deeper the next time Uh uh it's like no like sometimes it's not about going deeper it's just about being consistent and being present and just staying with that truth that you already know you know Mm -hmm. it's like I like to think about it when it's about those moments like I've had moments like this and I'm sure others have as well where someone that you admired like they that you just you put this person on a pedestal like they're just like whether it's like a grandparent or a singer or whoever and they say the most like simple thing but when they say it it just hits you in a different way yeah that's right so I I feel like that's what art is like it's it's not always sometimes yeah there are new ideas presented but a lot of times it's just like like if you see if you're just driving on down the interstate and you're having having a terrible day and you look up and you see a billboard that says, like, just take it one breath at a time. Like, mm. that's not a new concept, but <laughs> that might, that would mean something to me in that moment. I'm like, oh, that's actually right. That's so true. Or just take it one mile at a time. So I'm like, it can be so simple. It's like, so I, I pride myself on that. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm, you know, if I, if I happen to say something in a completely new way that no one has ever said it before, I think great. But I'm like, I'm here today because of like people that have just were present with me and, and God using those people to teach me things and to remind me of things that many times I already know. Mm, So, yes, I I think there is, I mean, well, the scripture says there's nothing new under the sun, but, but also your ability to say this, (laughs) I'm, I'm mad that I'm even using this word. Your ability to say the same thing to me over and over again through your writing, both in your new book, the all along you were blooming and on your Instagram and on Pinterest, the millions of people who are pinning your stuff over there. I mean, it, every time it just, it, I, I, I this yeah. is silly, Morgan, but it's almost, I say this about fortune cookies. You just, the right one comes along at the right time. Well, I got a fortune cookie from Panda Express the other day that said, share joy. And I was like, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's so simple. But like that day, it was, yeah, when I think about everything that happened, I was like, yes, that is what it's all about. Share joy. Yeah. So, yeah. Does it bother <laughs> you when people share your stuff and don't tag you? Or is it just way beyond your ability to keep up with that at this it's, point? Yeah, it used to bother me, but now it happens so much that, like, I honestly just have to, like, pick my battles. Yeah. Like, there have been times where where the ones, the only ones that I sort of, like, "Hmm, okay, that's upsetting, is when someone takes what I said and then, like, they, like, replace words and give it a new meaning. Like that, that's what bothers me because I'm writing these for people's stories and I feel very like protective of them. (laughs) And I'm like, no, that is not because, you know, I'll write things like, you know, a lot about it's okay to feel what you feel and take time to heal. And I've seen people take that and say, but sometimes you need to just like get off your butt and do something about it. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, but I actually wrote that to someone who, is sitting with the fact that they just lost their parent. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that to them. <laughs> I'm just not. Right. right. So that's the, that I feel like that's the time where I do have to like 
take a few extra deep breaths to be like, okay, Morgan, like <laughs> just take a deep breath. And, and, you know, sometimes I'll comment back, sometimes I'll respond, but sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's beyond me. I don't even know who did that. So mm. yeah, that, that is hard sometimes. So yeah, that would be frustrating for me. But then you're also like, well, the good work is getting out. And your initials yeah, are in all of it. You're very smart. <laughs> that your initials are always on it. I'm like, I see you, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do do that. And the reason why I started putting my initials on because at first I was like, maybe I just only put my name on it. But it was people altering the message. And I was just like, no, I I wanted to be clear that if someone's like, because I've gotten people that send me a screenshot. They're like, did you say this? I'm like, I said the first part, <laughs> not, not the second part that nice. they added. I was like, I'm so grateful they inspired, were inspired, but I wish they would have just posted their part without using my part. Uh-huh. But yeah, so yeah, it's 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 a weird world with <laughs> how quickly things get out there. <laughs> no kidding. And w- so tell me, work me through one post that you put up. Do you paint first or do you do the words for first? How does it, what's the order it goes in? Yeah, I, you know, it's different every post, but one thing that is consistent is I do typically have like the visuals in mind first. Ah, okay. Um, I, I'm actually dyslexic and, really? um, yeah. Wait, isn't Jamie also, doesn't she talk about that as well? Well, she has learning disability as well. Um, uh, not dyslexia, but okay. yeah, we both just, yeah, who, who knows? We, wow. <laughs> we both just have, we have the things we both do. Um, and honestly, I think that's a huge reason why we both gravitate toward art and creativity. It's because it's like, we can just run free over here. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, it was, a, it was it's not, it wasn't as much of our pre- prevalence like after I would say middle school. Right. Um, it started to get better, but it's still. I, I've heard a lot of other people who have dyslexia talk about it this way. It's like we think in color and shapes a lot, and so that's that's what it's like for me. It's like when I have like whether it's I'm writing for someone's story, and I've also started to write for like and share for my own story. Yeah. I often think of like what colors do I associate with that? You know, if I'm like, oh, if I, wow. if I'm wanting peace and I'm like, Oh, I'm thinking about the ocean. I'm thinking about blue. I'm thinking yeah. about white. So a lot of times, like I'll just start right. Well, writing with color <laughs> in a right, sense. Right. And then as I start to do that, like the words kind of come up and I, I feel like it's actually very similar to like, the, the the five times a year that I go work out, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll like get on like the treadmill or something, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. But then like one time at the end, I'm like, whoa, that was so empowering! Like, look what happens when I, you know. And it a lot of it comes into like, like getting it to my body first, and just like, just don't worry about the words. Like, just don't don't overthink it. Just like get out there, just do it first. And then like the words will come. So like mm. the painting and the drawing is that for me. Like that's just sort of like, let me just kind of doodle it out. Let me just kind of play around a little bit. And yeah. then, you know, the words will come. Wow. Okay. And the words just come to your brain as you're doing it. They do. It's they so do. holy, Morgan. <laughs> it's so amazing. Oh, well, thank you. I, I'm, I consider myself to be like, just so grateful nowadays, like that I get to do this. I'm like, I feel like six-year-old me would be like, yeah, that's what, absolutely, that's what you should be doing. (laughs) I mean, that is, it's just, I mean, your book, All Along You Were Blooming, I mean, in the very middle, I won't ruin everything, but on page 128, where you did just daily affirmations, I was Mm, like, oh my gosh, you are in touch with the story beneath your skin. Morgan, Mm. that's so good. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, thank you. So have you? Because because throughout the book, it's really longer form poetry than what you get mm-hmm. to do on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that and that was sort of like the heart behind like what I really wanted this this book to be, which yeah. is like you know I think that you know I think about where where it's fit, and I'm just like yeah, when you're in like I mean you you're an author, like you know how this is. It's like yeah, you know, when you're in certain settings, like words come across or need to be portrayed in a different way. So it's like when we're in, in on Instagram, like we say things in a different way than we would say them face to face. Or, yes. you know, when we say things differently in in the middle of our book than we say in the introduction. So that's right. That's right. It's, yeah. So I feel like it's it's that. I was like, okay, this is like a moment where, you know, if someone has been like reading what I share online on their phone, I'm like, 
holding a book in their hand, like, okay, it's physically bigger than the phone. Um, right, in most right, cases, at least. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, so this is the time where I was like, yeah, I think the words can be a little longer. I think the the poems can be a little longer in this space. So yeah, yeah it was, that was, that was definitely how I thought about it. So I love, I love that you picked that up. Yeah. So would you call yourself a poet first or an artist first, a painter? I would say artists. Okay. I, it's, and it's visual for me. Yeah. Like even when, even when I was like writing more songs and doing more of that, like I would sit down and like co-writes with other songwriters and I'm like, okay, who are we, I, like they would get, not all the time, but sometimes we'd be like, okay, let's just write the song. I'm like, yeah. no, but first, who is it? Who are we writing for? Yeah. What does she look like? Like, where's she driving? Or, oh, writing for a car. Where's she driving to? Like, what's her story? So I always think about like the visual story and like just seeing that person in that setting and, so yeah, yeah, that's where it starts. I, I would call myself an artist, I suppose. I yes, it is just it's one of it, it has been one of the more fun stories to watch of oh. you going from I mean, I enjoyed your songwriting. I always sat out when we were on tour, I would listen along with you and Jamie, but but just to watch this progression, it's just so beautiful because this work you're doing now, Morgan, I'm like, oh. my gosh, you're ministering to people all the time, but it very rarely looks mm. like preaching on a Sunday morning. Mm, thanks. Yeah, I, I'm just very passionate about the spaces that people are in during daily life. And it's yeah. like, yeah, sometimes we are on Sunday morning, like in a sanctuary. And sometimes we're just scrolling through Instagram in line at the DMV. Yeah, so, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's there's space for speaking and connecting in all of those different pockets. And I'm just really passionate about like, all those other random places. So yeah, yeah. Okay, I totally want to honor your time. So one of the things we're trying to be really thoughtful about doing is thinking about what does it look like for people to be making art for lots of different types of people, right? So I don't want to write books that are just for white girls. And I don't Mm -hmm. want to write books that are just for economically safe people. Somehow your art translates over all of that. Is it, tell me why that is. Why does your art minister to every type of race, every person? I mean, everyone shares it. It's not just specifically Christian white girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love that you asked that. And I think I was really, when I mentioned um, earlier, the, the, the many young women that were starting to message me after I shared that poem, that was a part of the, the humbling experience for me, was just realizing the diversity yeah. of of people that were messaging me about this point like that shocked me you know oh as, so that like taught as, you yeah it really yeah. did because I had kind of like for me I had told myself like okay well you know as as a black woman you know only so many people are going to connect with me you know I, I just yeah. told myself that so I was just sort of like yeah that just is what it is that's how the world is like People don't care about what's beneath the layers. They look at things face value and they decide you're like me or you're not like me. Yeah. That was just how I was like, yeah, that, that's that's how the world is. Like, yeah. that's certainly how it looks. However, I was just really humbled by the fact of like, wow, despite the fact that while that is true in a lot of spaces, there are a lot more people out there than I realized who are willing to connect with people who are different than them. Wow. So for me, I just try to write for the people. I'm like, look, there are people out there who, who may look at my work or look at me and say, Oh, I don't want to follow her or connect. She's because she's black or because she's 30 or because she has a child or whatever, you know, anything. Yeah. But there are also people out there who are like, yes, we're different. And this is also true. We're also just alike. Yes. And so I, I, I've been, I've just started doing events. I saw that I'm you're going everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's been really exciting because the diversity of these events, I'm so, I'm like, yep, this is my community. Like yeah. these are my people. I'm like, we are all so different and I love it. And in some kind of way it all comes together. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cause it's, it's because beneath the layer. So I, you know, I definitely think, yes, there are people out, out there in the world who will, who will look at something and say, Oh, that person won't connect with me or I won't connect with them. It's us versus them. But I believe that there's like another whole group of people that is growing and that people are like, wait, I'm going to, I'm going to start listening to people who are different than me. I'm going to start listening and paying attention because maybe we have more in common than, than I think. So that's why I, I intentionally, I don't, I don't share the stories of the people that I write for because I want to show that I'm like, 
the person that like I have literally had moments where I've shared something where someone's like in one pocket of the world going through one thing and I wrote for that person. And then the person that responds is in a completely different part of the world, completely different context, totally different story, different struggle. And I'm like, yeah, that that's what it's all about. So, so yeah, I'm really passionate about that. And, and I just try to go, go deeper into, into what that means. Oh, I love it. Okay. So they're called finding creative confidence events. They're yes. a two-day event. You're going to, in April, in July, in April is New York City and Minnesota. July is Austin, OC, Orange County, and Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those are all places that people are like, come here. And yeah. I was like, okay, who said it the most? <laughs> so we, so that's we, a, we're doing a similar thing. We're going, okay, tell, whoever's the loudest, yeah. we're coming. Portland. Yeah. Portland yells at me that's, all the time. We're coming to Portland. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Man, that's amazing. Okay, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Oh, man. I, I feel like we talked about a lot of cool stuff. We did it. You're so amazing. Next time you're in Nashville, let's like sit down and do a video yes. and like see each other. I would love yes. it. Yes. So the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what you do for fun. Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I love food. So <laughs> if I have free time and we're like, and, and the babies with the grandparents were like, what are we going to do? We're going to some restaurant. Yes. It's either yes. Korean barbecue, Mexican. Um, those like our top two. Yeah. But, Where's your favorite restaurant yeah, near where y'all live? What's the place that you found? Oh, and like, here we are. Okay. I love the name of this place. Okay. It's called I Can Barbecue. Okay. <laughs> it's a Korean barbecue place. That's what it's called. I Can Barbecue because we, because it's, you know, the Korean barbecue places are all yeah. set up where everyone at the table barbecues. So right. I love how liter- literal the name is and it's delicious. Oh so. yeah. And y'all cook right at your table. Don't you worry. I've already looked it up on Instagram. I oh, already found yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So next time you're OC, we can yes, go barbecue. Let's go. We'll do it. <laughs> Friend, thanks for making time to do this today. I'm just so excited for you mm. and grateful for the work you're doing. You are changing lives left and right. Oh, well, thank you. Same. I say the exact same to you. Thank you for what you do. Friends, isn't she amazing? I mean, I just adore her and her work. Her work is so, uh, I don't use this word lightly. It's just so inspirational. I hope you have found some hope in it um, as you have followed her on Instagram. And now that you will get a copy of her book all along, you are blooming. I think you'll just find it so hope-filled. So I hope that is where you are at the end of this week. Make sure you give her a follow on Instagram and all the places. Tell her thanks so much for being on the show and how much you enjoyed the conversation. If you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And we will see you back here on Monday. Take care of each other. Y'all have a great weekend. Bye.